What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by our first live show of 2019. We are coming to Caroline's on Broadway in New York City on Saturday, January 26th for a 1 p.m. meet and greet and a 3 p.m. live show. Our guests will be Susie Meister, Marie Rhoda, and Kenny Santucci. Who knows who else might show up? Tickets available now at challengemania.live. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, he is the stake to my shake. He's got a spine tattoo with my name on it. Actually, it's it's the ultimate autograph. Mr. Derek Kaczynski, what's up, dude? <laughs> Wait until you guys hear the story behind this, whatever the hell you just said. Um, Anecdote, reference. Yeah, that's um, that's that's funny. My brain is not working. I'm all about the, the Challenge Mania Awards now, you know? Like you got me really thinking about how this is all going to go. I think it's uh, an interesting concept and the way it's all laid out and, um, you know, how many, you know, major brains involved in this. It's not just like me and you to kind of like solidify this and make this right and do it right. So people don't think we're biased, you know, is, um, is interesting, you know, because there's so many, you know, you've got like, we, we were talking about the football playoff, right? Like how many people get to vote for the top four teams in the football playoff and the why, you know, in the debates, you know, it's, I'll tell uh, you who doesn't get to vote is not that like everybody in America gets to vote. So that's, and and, and it's, and it's the same thing. It's like the, 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 like the, the war shows, you know, like who's really voting in that, you know, who where the debates at? Well, we're going to try to give as much as, as we can. Right. I take this stuff very seriously. I get to vote for the Screen Actors Guild Awards. um, Oh, wow. And I take it very seriously. The awards are, there's film awards and there's TV awards. Now, look, I can't watch every episode of every TV show that's nominated. I try to at least watch an episode or so. But I do watch every single movie that any actor, actress, or cast is nominated for before I make my vote. So I take this very seriously, and we're going to do the same with the Challenge Mania Awards. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I'm not talking about Christmas or Hanukkah and all the all the shitty music in the shopping malls. I'm talking about the fact that we're going to try to turn the end of the year into this time where we look back on the, the year that was in the Challenge universe and put out these Challenge Mania awards. And as D said, you know, we're going to try to involve as many smart, uh, challenge-driven minds as we can when crafting both the nominees here and then settling on the, uh, the winners. So we're still kind of hashing out this process, but we think it's going to work something like this. So currently we're in our nomination stage, which D and I have started to put together a list of who we think are the potential nominees for some of these awards. But we're not leaving it to just our brains. What we're doing is we're, we're, we're throwing this nominee list at some of our, our trusted associates who have been on the show, some people who we know watch every episode of the show, who cover the show, who have their own podcasts or, uh, and whatnot. And, and we're trying to make sure that this nominee list is not missing anybody or if there's we don't want anybody to be on this nominee list who most people don't think deserve to be on this nominee list because we want when these nominees get announced here on our podcast on December the 26th, the day after Christmas. That's right, guys. The fun doesn't end when it hits midnight on Christmas Day. Christmas might be over, but Challenge Mania Christmas just begins because that's when we're going to pre-tape an episode. Susie Meister is going to be our guest. She'll be someone else that we're consulting when putting together these nominees. And we will reveal who the nominees are 
for our awards. And uh, for the awards that we're going to be giving out, we're going to be doing a uh, male competitor of the year and female competitor of the year. Now, that's going to be, you know, people who had, you know, excelled this year when it comes to the competitions, the dailies, the eliminations. Maybe they won a season or made a final or two. Um, And then we have a cast member of the year award, male and female, which is more the personality and the TV and the drama and what they brought to the season as a whole. Those both go to male and female individual nominees. Then we have a rookie of the year. So if you played your first season in 2018, we have a male side and a female side. Then we have a few unisex awards like comeback player of the year. This can be a male or a female. This will be somebody who either came back from an injury or from a long layoff on the show or maybe started off the year not performing very well and then ended the year strong. Um, We have elimination of the year, which I think speaks for itself. Best comedy of the year, which is people who are maybe funny in interviews or had some funny moments. Most improved, uh, so sort of different from the comeback player of the year where there might be something that was standing in their way, like an injury. This is someone who just performance-wise improved, showed improvement, whether it was through this year or maybe from an earlier point in their challenge career. And then lastly, the challenger of the year award, which is overall male or female, um, either male or female could win this award and both will be nominated in the same category. This is who we think best represents the year 2018 and deserves to have this main award. So that's the main award. We're we're toying with the idea of adding an award that might um, reward quote unquote heart. You'll hear some of that conversation at the end of this podcast. And we're trying to figure out if we can do that or if that's just a little bit too subjective here. So the process is going to be putting together these nominees. We'll reveal those nominees here on the show on December 26th with Susie as our guest and sort of use that as a way to kind of, you know, recap the entire season with uh, Susie, of course, the host of the Brain Candy podcast and a two-time challenge victor, three-time if you include the Spring Break Challenge award winner as well. So, you know, we're going to have her on the show. And then once these nominees are announced... We are going to allow, obviously, the, the, the people that we consulted to vote, the Susies and the, and the Melindas and the Emily Longarettas and people who we've consulted in the nominations process, they will be voting, as well as our patrons will be getting a vote as well. Um, D&I will be uh, putting in our two cents, and then from that, we will reveal the winners in early 2019. So a lot of fun with these Challenge Mania Awards. We haven't decided yet what we're going to call them. Obviously, they're the Challenge Mania Awards, but is there a nickname for them, like the Oscars? You know, uh, A lot of people like the Stewies or the TJs or the uh, CMEs, I heard, uh, is an idea. So keep those coming. If we choose your uh, idea, we will send you a sticker pack or something like that. But uh, a lot of fun going on here. A lot of fun going on at patreon.com slash challenge mania. Bonus content continuing to come your way. Even in these off weeks here, we will be breaking down the wedding special and stuff like that. So um, that's that's where we're at with the uh, with the challenge mania awards. It's the most wonderful time of the year, D. Yeah, I think we're. I think there's there's going to be more more heads in this other than just the Emily Longaretta's the the uh, Melinda's and the Susie's Scott. I think we got more people than that. Yeah, you know, the, well here boy, we can get right into it. You want to say like, ask somebody's opinion yeah, just because yeah, they're I, good on the show. I don't like, I don't trust that, you know, someone like, look, I love Darrell, but before I necessarily like give him carte blanche to decide something for our awards, I want to make sure he watched every episode of the show. So to me, like Darrell has more championships than Melinda, but Melinda watches every episode of this show the day it comes out. So like to me, 
you know, when they, when, you know, who votes for the MVP award in the NBA, the media who watch every game, you know, the, it's not, you know, the, the coaches vote for the all-star game. These are, you know, who doesn't vote is just like, you know, uh, Tim Duncan, who happened to win a bunch of championships back in the day, but maybe not today. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so it's actually sometimes the people who watch this stuff are better suited than just people who have a history with it. Um, Mm. It's not necessarily. And and you know what? It's it's funny because, you know, I mentioned with the SAG Awards, I take it very seriously. I watch every every movie. Not every that's not mandatory. You don't have to do that. And I'm sure there's a lot of actors out there who just vote for the couple movies that they saw and. And, you know, and that happens, but I'm trying to limit that. I mean, and, and you're talking about consulting people for nominations purposes. So I think it'll be fine. And we probably are going to send it to a person like Darrell or Mark Long, but I'll be honest. I texted Mark because Mark was at the top of my list for this. And I said, Hey, have you been paying attention? Have you been watching closely, et cetera? And he said, yeah, not completely. You know, I kind of know what happened here or there, but you know, he's got a lot of stuff going on these days. So he's not watching every week like Jasmine or Melinda is. So, yeah. you know, as much as neither of them have a challenge victory on their belt, they do have, you know, countless hours of watching the show, as do some of our, you know, fellow podcasters out there who cover this thing every week. And as do some of our stack guys like a Greg Holcomb or an Alan Aguirre, who are going to have way in as well on these things. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be a collective sort of mindset that goes into crafting these nominees. And then we'll go to that voting process. But, yeah, I mean, you know, don't you know, it's uh, it's no, it's this is this is this is why we're talking about it. Right. It's yeah. a tricky debate. I don't want I don't want the people that, you know, that are listening to this right now to think that, you know, it, that this wasn't well thought through. Like there oh, I've are, thought about this way you know more than anyone should think about a, uh, a like I don't want to call them fake awards because they're not. And we hope that these become the de facto official challenge awards here. But I have given these way more thought than and than is humanly necessary. But as yeah. far as like, you know, involving the greats, it's funny, like Landon. Right. We can all agree. Landon is a top 10 challenge competitor of all time. He has not watched an episode of this show since 1994. So I really don't care who he thinks should win challenger of the year. I don't. That's, you know, that's it. You know I mean? That's a great, yeah, no, that's, that's a great example. That's yeah. a great example. But just so the people at home know is that, you know, we're, we're going as far as we possibly can with this and reaching as, as far as we can to get, you know, the right, uh, the right amount of, uh, input. you know, precision input into this. Yeah. So, um, that's all, that's all. And I'm picking your brain as we talk, as you can see. So, um, no, I, I appreciate all the thoughts you you put into this, and yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we can put together next. So. Well, our guest on the show today is going to be someone we're running these nominations by because she is a favorite from her years on the show. She is also someone who stays very plugged in, watches a ton of reality TV, the challenge included, and still has aspirations to compete in future seasons. That's right, Jasmine is on the show. Let her hear it, folks. If you if you enjoy her on the show, hit her up on Twitter at jazzmtv. That's J A Z. Hit me up on Twitter at Shot of Jaeger. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. On Instagram, I am at Scott of Jaeger. You can also participate in the conversation over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Challenge Mania podcast. As I mentioned before, patreon.com slash Challenge Mania is where you get our bonus content, where we dive headfirst into these episodes every week. We just put up a brand new reunion review, part two. That's right. It's our final episode talking about the final reckoning season that was. Part two of the reunion was a jam-packed, drama-filled episode, and D and I break that down over at patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. Lastly, there's still 
still free shipping going on for a couple more days. It expires on December the 12th, but run over there and get your free shipping on orders of $45 and up over at challengemania.shop. Tons of new gear over there, and we will be launching new designs every week here, including the Needy Greedy shirt hitting challengemania.shop this week. Head over there to check it out. All right, you ready to jazz it up, D? I am ready to jazz it up. Hey. Hello. Ooh, she sounds good. Awesome. Yay. I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> Wait, you're not sitting in your car sipping on mimosas, right? Because that's what was advertised, is that this was going to be part of your morning mimosas. I hope that's you're not doing that in your car. I am. <laughs> yes. 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 Even better. Even Rashida, better. Rashida's may not always come out, but she's still alive in some areas. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. But it, but you have kids, so it's like, I don't know, kid, kids, um, you're going to have to explain. Um, but it's like, Scott, Scott's about to get, get ready to have a, a little one. And what you people don't understand, Scott, is that once you get little monsters in your house, like, they look for you. Like, if yes. they're bored, they look for you, okay? It's like an attachment theory thing. Attachment theory. Did I just say attachment theory? <laughs> um, I love yeah. it, but it's, it's true, though. Well, I live in a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan, so it's not going to take him long to find me. Uh, no. Hide-and-go-seeker out here probably lasts about 45 seconds around. Uh, also, Jasmine, <laughs> your picture on Skype is you with, like, a seatbelt on and, like, a nice orange top. Like, did you just take that photo in your car, or did that no, just that happen was, to be? That was last week, actually, on my birthday. I do everything in my car because I'm constantly moving around with kids. Like, my daughter has dance class, gymnastics class, ice skating classes, school, so... I like live in my car, basically. Well, we're uh, gonna we're gonna leave all this fun stuff in, but let's give you a, a proper challenge mania intro as well. Oh uh, gosh! So you know, I I often do you know announce people by their first and last names, but I feel like you're a one namer sometimes. Like Cyrus, Cyrus even told me he goes, "Yo, never say my last name again," because I was I was calling him <laughs> his, by his full name, and then we're backstage in L.A. and he gives me a heads up. He's like, "You do me a favor." He's like, "Never use my last name." I'm like, okay, Madonna. But I feel like, Jasmine, you are a one-namer, too. So on the line right now, I called her an OG. People on social media said she's not an OG. You are a challenge OG, my friend. Jasmine is on the line. What's up? How are you? I am good. How are you guys? I'm I'm so excited that, like, she's literally sipping on a mimosa, you know, probably in the driveway, getting away from the kids, and we're going to have an awesome day. Like, that's what I feel like. Oh, yeah. Is it weird? No, it's not weird. It's mimosas and like little nips of Jack Daniels at the same time because it's also football Sunday and my team is playing at four o'clock. So it's a lot going on today. Who's your team? Dallas Cowboys all day. Uh, <laughs> how about them Cowboys? Okay. How about them boys? <laughs> They've been looking good recently. It's so funny how the NFL season works. Is like if you just, you know, because for me, I went to New Zealand for what ended up being, I missed like three weeks of the NFL season. And I got back and everything had kind of flipped. Because when I left, like Dallas was like, I don't know, three and three or something like that. And nobody really was, you know, having high hopes for them. And now they're in the driver's seat in the division and everything. 
everybody's how about them boys and you know some of the other teams that were doing well now are in the you know in the toilet so it's it's interesting how the NFL works this year we've got the the Rams and the Bears and the uh, all these teams that you haven't really seen at the top of the rankings are up there and are the teams to beat the Chiefs as well and then you have like a couple of those old favorites lurking like the you know the Steelers and the Patriots but this has definitely been an interesting uh, NFL season what about your uh, your in-state uh, Houston Texans who last I checked like started the season 0 and 3 and are now have won nine in a row and are nine and three like what a weird season it's it's crazy i am not a texans fan even though i'm from houston but most of my family is texans fans and the rest of us are dallas fans and my fiance as you know i live in plymouth massachusetts is a hardcore patriots fan and so it's a divided house (laughs) (laughs) well it's look it's a divided house but it's a fun i mean between the patriots and the cowboys i mean those are two of the bigger fan bases in the nfl (laughs) it's not like one of you guys is rooting for the jaguars like someone on the line (coughs) me um which is also i feel bad for you i'm sorry yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's been it's been a pretty tough year especially after that glimmer of hope year last year where it's really fun we're like a couple plays away from making the super bowl and now we're just like back into like the top five picks of the draft again within a few months. Yeah, so. you know, defense has shit the bed on my uh, fantasy football. I had to drop you guys because y'all were just doing terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're talking to them. of you guys, I did not make the playoffs. I'm Whoa. now playing in the consolation bracket. So I'm yeah. really upset about that. Yeah, we, uh, wow. I, I had the Jaguars <laughs> D as well, and they were terrible. And speaking of the Houston Texans, D and I are playing in the consolation bracket in our Challenge Mania Charity Fantasy Football League. which this weekend begins its playoffs. So we have six teams left, and whoever wins our fantasy league, all the money goes to the charity of their choosing in sort of champs versus stars fashion. D and I will not be playing, so unfortunately, uh, Connor's Cure is not in the running to win this money. And part of the reason is, although the Texans are 9-3, and our man Deshaun Watson did not necessarily kill it in fantasy this year, and we kind of reached on him in like the third round. And so, unfortunately, real-world stats, unfortunately, do not necessarily translate into fantasy stats, as I'm sure you know as well, Jazz. Oh, yeah, never do that. Nah, you're losing your money on that one. <laughs> yeah. So catch, catch us up. So you are, you know, when we told people you were coming on the show, everyone was just went ape shit. They loved it. You've always been such a popular cast member, and you've stayed active on social media, chiming in and giving your thoughts on the seasons currently. So we, I think we should start off by finding out where we left you. You know, since the last time you were on the show, where has your life gone? I think a lot of people know about motherhood, but talk about at what point that popped into your life and where that taken you and then what role the show may still have in your life even if it's just as a viewer okay well last uh, I think the last challenge I did was what free agent god that had to be like five six years ago it feels like and after that I just was kind of like done with Texas and I was like you know what I'm going to move to Boston and see what happened so I contacted one of my old castmates who I always kept in contact with Emily And I moved in with her for a summer and just to see if I'd like it. And I loved it. I stayed. Then six months living here, I met my now fiance. Uh, We started dating. And then within like literally three months of dating, we found out we were pregnant. (laughs) So we had our first kid and then we bought a house. And they're like, okay, we'll have a second kid maybe four or five years from now. Then we had a oops, slip up type of moment. And we had our second a year and a half later. And now I'm just living in Plymouth. Um, I'm in school uh, trying to get my second degree in business administration, healthcare management. 
And, you know, I'm just being a mom. Like, that's just, that's my job title. I'm a stay-at-home mom 24-7 with two kids who are, one's about to be three in two weeks. The other one will be one in a month. So my life is chaos with that. And, you know, I just, I just watch reality TV all day long. Of course, not with the kids around because I don't want them to know about any of that type of stuff right now. (laughs) (laughs) I have plenty of time to explain all that later. Um, So that's pretty much what's going on with me. At, at, at one in three, um, I still think you're safe. I, I still don't think you're going to have to explain what, what you're watching on TV. Once they get, once they hit like the, you know, sixes, sevens, eights, then they start, you know, they start putting two and two together, you know? Well, my oldest, Madeline, who's uh, about to be three, she knows what cuss words are. She's yeah. fighting and she's smart. Like that is my twin. Like, oh, my God, like I literally created another demon child of myself. I hate to say that, but I love her. <laughs> well, the truth. She knows what's going on. So if I watch a show and they say a bad word, she goes, Mommy, you can't watch that. You've got to go to timeout. That's bad TV. Yeah, I don't so. think she, she should not know who Pauly Calafiore is yet. Let's wait until she turns about 13 before she can hear him speak at a reunion. That's I'd how. rather not have that happen because someone might get smacked. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, the both pregnancies kind of being, you know, happy accidents, but you're, you're, you're still with the, uh, the same guy who's now your fiance. So all has kind of, you know, worked out in just kind of a roundabout way. It sounds like, um, what, what did, how much did those life events play a part in you not returning to go back and do the show? Was there any crossover where they were calling you and saying, Hey, jazz, we want to come back. And you were like, Oops, sorry. I'm, you know, six months into a pregnancy or whatever, or was it kind of just a natural parting of the ways anyway? Well, at first it was just a natural parting of the ways. I just kind of wanted to just end it. And then they kept calling and I will say this, they still call. And I was like, no, 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 can't do this. But I love the calls. Uh, um, I do have a wedding that I have to plan that's happening in October of next year. And everyone always needs money. So it's always possible that I could come back. I've talked with the fiance. He doesn't have a problem with it. He just said, you better fucking win. (laughs) But, um, you know, it was a natural parting of the ways, but I do enjoy the phone calls. And I do want to give a disclaimer before we really start getting into this to all the challenge people out there. I'm not here to attack you. I'm here just to give my opinion as a now fan of the show. I'm not here to ride your coattails to try to get a call because all I have to do is call that 818 number and I'm back. Yeah. Well, so tell us when the, I mean, cause this is our, our listeners love this kind of stuff. Um, as far as knowing when the last time you got a call was, so how recently was it? What season was the last one that you got like a firm offer for, or at least a little bit of interest? Um, I, the last call was actually the challenge they went and left and filmed for, uh, this past challenge 33. Really? That, yeah. All right, Maniacs, more with our guest in just a minute. I just want to take a quick second to remind you all about Poshmark. I know most of you guys already have the Poshmark app, but for those of you who don't, I'll give you a second here to download it, and good. You got it? Poshmark is this amazing app where you can shop for millions of closets across America. I'm telling you, they have everything. Burberry, Louis Vuitton, Abercrombie, Syracuse gear, throwback Syracuse gear, throwback anything gear, old sports jerseys, jackets, starter jackets, whatever you want. Not only can you buy things, you can also sell things. I happen to know a guy who may have about 100 wrestling shirts that his wife might want him to start selling. Hmm... 
Shipping is easy for both the seller and the buyer. It's super fast shipping. And if you see something you want, you can make the seller an offer. I love this app. I'm telling you, maniacs, you will too. The best part is just for being a challenge maniac, you get $5 off your first Poshmark purchase. Just enter the invite code CHALLENGEMANIA when you sign up. So download the Poshmark app if you haven't already. But remember, I gave you a second to do so, so you better have done it. But if you haven't yet, download it now. Use the invite code CHALLENGEMANIA and you get $5 off your first purchase. They carry things for women, men, and children. I'm telling you, you will like this app. You will get clothing mania just like we are Challenge Mania. All right. All right. That was a little corny. All right. Back to our guest. Here we go. And was that just kind of, you know, because I, I don't know, some people know how this works, some people don't, where you'll get like an availability call and then they'll kind of string you along for a few weeks while they have their big whiteboard up and they're playing, you know, spider web with who they're matching up and who they have there with their rival and this and that. And by the end of it, they can only have a certain amount of people on. So then, uh, you know, sometimes even a couple days before you're supposed to fly out, they call you and say, hey, Jasmine, not this one, maybe next time. So was it they, they called initially to get the availability and you said no, or were you kind of along for part of the the process here uh they called me for the availability i said absolutely yes and you know they know i have children they know my situation and they kind of let me know how things are going now since the last time i did a challenge and they said they would keep me you know in the loop and then um they let me know that not this time but everyone is excited that you have finally said yes so definitely, you know, let us know if you're ever available. We'll keep calling and they do want to see you back. So I was like, okay, that's nice. That's pretty interesting. Cause I always thought, okay, I wasn't really that big of a person. I caused a little bit of drama, not that big of a deal. No one really misses me that much, <laughs> but it well, felt good to know that producers and all of them are like, we want to see what she can do now. <laughs> well, can we, can we talk about some of those memorable magic, uh, <laughs> Jasmine moments from back oh. in the day? Uh, you know, for me, for me, I was sort of like leaving the game a little bit, um, while you were sort of like making your mainstay. And I do recall the, uh, the punch of the beer <laughs> and, uh, and I can't remember exactly how everything went, but you were definitely always in like in the, in the stew, like it, with, with people, you know what I mean? You're, you're still a likable character, but you seem to always, you know, what, what I liked about you is like, you know, you, you're, you're a little bit smaller, kind of like me. And you always stood up for yourself and like packed a, a, a solid punch. You know what I mean? And, and by punch, <laughs> I mean, punch in that mirror and there being no blood or was there blood? There was no blood. There was nothing. It was a solid hit. I honestly thought when I hit it, it wasn't going to break. It was just, and then when it shattered, I was like, holy shit, I'm in so much trouble, which I never got in trouble. Thank God. Um, so it just kind of happened. And I'm, I'm just infamous for breaking stuff. Like if you ask my fiance, I've actually broken our TV by accident. It really was an accident. Um, <laughs> so I just have a thing of breaking things that have glass in front of them. I don't. So this is actually an excerpt from your initial blurb when you did your first season of the challenge from MTV.com. And I'll read it in like suspenseful trailer voice. Real World Cancun alum Jasmine makes her challenge debut this season on Rivals. What Jasmine may lack in size, she more than makes up for in spunk, and this little firecracker is determined to prove that rookies are nothing to scoff at. But will her man-hungry ways distract her from the big prize? One thing is for sure, this pint-sized rebel will make her presence known this season. So, 
Those are the reputations <laughs> that preceded you, Jasmine. Man Hungry Ways, Firecracker, Spunk, and Lacking Some in Size. So I think you guys just kind of got to all of that in, uh, in talking about some of these memories of you. So that was the reputation that you got going into the challenge. And I think one, two, three, four, five seasons later on the challenge, you lived up to that hype, I would say. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. It's so funny to hear that because I'm like, yep, that is all absolutely true about me at that time. <laughs> so that, it's, it's great to hear that because, I mean, I, I went on there, like, just thinking, okay, I'm not going to let, you know, people, like, punk me. Like, you know, I had that happen through my whole life, like, growing up, and I let it happen. And I was like, I'm not going to let it happen this time around. Like, I'm going to stand up for myself regardless of how big the person is, who the person is, and how popular they are. Like, I don't care. So I, I did. I think I lived up to, like, everything they said. So how closely are you watching the show these days? Are you are you tuning in every week? Is it just when you can? Are you following people on social media? I mean, you said all you do is watch reality TV. Is that other shows as well, or is Challenge a big part of your rotation? Oh, Challenge is absolutely a big part of my rotation. I have it on DVR. I try to catch it when it airs, but if not, you know, I watch it, like, the next day and see what's going on. I try to follow the cast members that I do like or kind of interesting or just to see what some of the drama is, you know? Like, it's it's interesting to, like, be on the outside of it and see everything, like, going on. It's really interesting. Who Who do you like? And who don't you like? And how did you like this season? So this past season, um, I, I liked it, but not as much as others. Uh, mm. I didn't like it for the fact that my personal opinion of being done a challenge before and now watching it, I did not think the challenges and eliminations were that tough. I mm -hmm. really didn't think they were. But I also know that it's another story when you're watching it on your couch and you're standing on top of a platform that's 100 feet over water or the ground. But I just didn't think that they were that tough, in my opinion. I thought it was more of a drama-esque type of show, which, you know, I still love at the same time. So that was just my opinion. Um, who I liked, um, I absolutely 100% love Killa Cam. I love her. I think she's great. I think she is what the challenge needs. I would love to go have a drink with her. I think she is so much fun. Like, I, I love her. Uh, Jimmy, I love. Marie, I've always loved. Cara, I started to like more because I got to see more of her personality more. And I've done challenges with Cara. I always thought when I did challenges with her that she played the victim a lot. But I was really proud of how she kind of, like, stood up for herself more. And that really impressed me with her. Um, people I didn't like. Um, I thought the Lavender Ladies group, I thought they were funny at first because they reminded me of the Golden Girls. And then they kind of became a little, like, too much. Like, it became too much Mean Girls, too cheesy. Like, I just didn't really care for their attitudes. I'm pretty sure they're great people, like, to hang out with and party with. But I just didn't like their personalities as much. But... From the Lavender Ladies, I do like Shane because he's a person, he tells you, I'm a shit starter. This is what I do. This is what I'm about. So I respect him for that. Um, I didn't really care for Paulie too much. And I watched Big Brother and I watched him on Big Brother. I didn't really like him on Big Brother. I thought he comes, comes off a little cocky. And I felt like, you know, he expected the challenge people to lay out a red carpet for him because he was on, you know, CBS's Big Brother. No one really gives a shit about that. So you can move on from that. 
Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, isn't it funny how like the Lavender Ladies, uh, Team Young Bucks, like the Johnny Bananas click, also known as maybe just Johnny and Kara, and whoever falls in that jumps in that boat. It becomes these like little like teams, right? Like on the show, and like you have to almost like pick a team and 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 kind of side with them, or else you're you're kind of you know you're 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 going against the grain. I mean, we just we just see it a lot. You know, when we talk about it on the podcast and on social media and stuff like that, like you almost can't be like team Kara and Ashley at the same time. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, it really is like that. And there's moments where like I like what Kara does. And there's some moments like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that. And there's moments where I like what Ashley did. And I'm like, oh, I wish you wouldn't have done that, too. So it's like it, you're right. You feel like you have to pick and choose. And it's really weird. And it's also weird to see Johnny not in a top position, you know, for once, because when I came into the challenge, it was the whole J.E.K. dynasty, you know, <laughs> Johnny, Evan and Kenny. So it's for me, I'm like, whoa, is Johnny losing like his sauce? Like what's going on here? It's really weird to see that for me. Um, you, you had a you had a tweet uh, earlier. I believe it was during the reunion. Um, Michelle wants you to talk about the tweets defending Devon and the other potential and former female challengers challengers who are moms. So you, you had a tweet there, I think, based on what went down with, uh, was it her and Brittany, where someone was uh, saying, you know, put down your your, your child and, and do I think this. it was or, Ashley who said oh, it. Oh, it was Ashley, yes. Ashley, yeah, that's right. So Ashley said, you know, stop doing this and pick up your child or something like that. And we've actually talked about this on the show with other, you know, either former challengers or current challengers, I guess they're, most of them are former challengers, who are mothers about some of this uh, double standard that you see. Uh, we had another written in question, vulgar citizen. What are your thoughts on the blatant double standard regarding parenthood on the challenge? Challengers defend the dads with absurd things like you are taking food from insert male player here's kid's mouth. And yet the mothers are told to quote unquote, go home and be better parents. So speak to that a little bit, just as a viewer, because you've become a, a mother in the meantime, since your last times on the show. And now you're watching this kind of play out with some mothers competing like Devon, some mothers not competing and maybe getting flack for doing so or, or, or wanting to do so. So how did you process that knowing that you're on the other other side of it now you know like when i heard about that comment that really like bothered me a lot because you know as moms you know this is not 1955 where we're supposed to just sit at home with an apron and not work and not do things to provide for our child regardless if there's a father or not a father involved um so i was really offended that she said that and i was proud of davon for going off on her ass because i would have did a lot more than that and i don't think that any mom should be made to feel like they're less of a mother or not being there for the child by going and competing and trying to make money and build a future for them. You know, um, when I did Battle of the uh, Exes, the first one, Robin, who's a mom, was on the show. And I commended her for doing that. I, I you know, I wasn't a, a mom at that time. And I was like, wow, how does she do this? This must be so hard. Now, being a mom, I can understand some of her uh, emotional outbursts at, at that time because you are missing out from your children and you're here with the drama and all you want to do is just win and make yourself and your child proud, you know? And I do think there is a double standard with the dads. Like, they're allowed to go out and do what they have to do to provide for the child and everyone gives them a pat on the back. But if a woman, a mom tries to go and do it, it's kind of like people are giving her that judgmental look like, oh, why are you doing this? Who's watching your kid? What's going on? Are you making sure your kid's okay? It's like 
you're not, you're not asking the dads that, but you're questioning a mom who is doing everything she can to provide for her children is making sure that even though she's there doing the challenge, her child is being taken care of and it's okay. And of course, as a mom, that's always running through the back of your head. Is your child okay? Is everything fine? Even when they're five feet away from you, you're always wondering what's going on. So I definitely hate the double standard about that. And that definitely, um, before I said yes to this past challenge about me not wanting to do the challenge, because I was afraid of what people were going to think of me about that. And I was afraid of getting caught into drama and people making comments like, oh, well, you need to be with your kid. Why are you worried about this? And it's just kind of like, it, it's it's ridiculous and it's silly. And, you know, I kind of look at like now, if I do go do a challenge, I know my children are going to be well taken care of. They're going to be fine. And I'm out here working. It's no different than when my fiance goes out on a business meeting for a week or two. It's the same thing. He's going out working, providing for us. So if I decide to go out for, you know, you know, four to six weeks to do a challenge, I'm out there providing for uh, our family. It's the same thing. Uh, yeah, I got to jump in on this um, because everyone knows that, you know, women should, mothers should not be out there trying to make money for their kids. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Come on. Come on. We're in the 2018th century. Come on. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. That's a joke on, on, on Nelson, but, um, but, uh, no, I, what I, what I'd like to say is I want to start off by, you know, you know, applauding Robin for doing it, for being like the first one, right? Like we've yeah. never, we've never seen anyone on the challenge, you know, a mother on the challenge. And, and even back then, and it's interesting how like society is con continuously changing. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's what I love about like where we're at. Like we're not millennials, right? We're not millennials, right? No. Right. We're not millennials. I think you're on the outskirts of millennial. I am. I am. I am. What's Jasmine? Like how Jasmine, Jasmine I, I, think, think, I was born in 86. I'm like, yeah, oh, you are a millennial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jazz, you are a millennial as well, am I. Not. Technically. I consider myself a millennial. Like, yes. I remember when there were beepers. Okay. Yeah. You, yes. no, <laughs> you actually No. there. The, if the technical, I'll look it up, but the, the okay. technical year uh, qualifiers for millennials is actually broader than you think. So yeah. I'll look it up while you keep talking. Well, I just, I just think it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like what, what we've seen happen during our, our time, our era is like, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, gay rights, you know, racial equality, women's rights and equality. Um, you know, uh, what, what am I missing in here? Um, uh, uh, uh let's see, race, gender, religion, um, all of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all kind of like, it's all continuously changing and I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, in in the courtroom, that the the, the judges sway more to you know keep it more balanced when you know when divorces happen. I hope that it we continue to lead to you know balance and equality in the courtroom during divorce. And also, uh, why the fuck do we not have you know more mothers on the challenge? You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm all about it. You know because. Exactly. Because we're, we're I think there are a lot of like challenge moms that do want to do it. And I think they kind of feel like how I feel. We're just kind of afraid to step out there because I'm telling you the moment someone says something about my child, fuck this show, fuck it. MTV, I'm whooping ass because the, my kids are babies. They can't defend themselves. It's my job to protect them. And if you want to make a low blow at me, you come for me, but don't come for my kids. I will gut someone and I will send the body parts to your fucking family. Like um, straight up. Like I, that's 
That's what my fear about doing a challenge. Uh, I love that attitude. I mean, that's, you know, I think the attitude that fuels, you know, good competition on this show. So, you know, although since we know you're in a happy relationship, your your presence on the show might not lend itself to the amount of shenanigans and, and hookups that they might be looking for. Um, I do think that that fire within you to provide for those kids and also to be on guard if anyone says or does anything to try to get in the way of you both representing them well and providing for them. I think that makes good TV too. I mean, you see it with Davon. I mean, you know, with, with, with Ashley coming at Davon with that comment and, you know, people coming at Davon on the show and maybe calling her things that she doesn't want to be called on TV when she's out there representing her family, when she's out there representing her kids. I think that presents a, a new dimension to this show that sometimes it's lacking. Um, the millennials question, uh, you know, depending on your source, uh, some places say 1981, some places say 1982, so I think that covers all of us on the line right wow. here. So, you know, it's Jeez. one of those things where when, uh. when you think millennial, you do scale a little bit younger and you think of those people who like, you know, rely on technology, don't know who like certain, you know, major figures in music and pop culture are like those people who thought that Kanye West had discovered Paul McCartney when four or five <laughs> seconds came out. Like, that's what you think of. But actually, date wise, we are technically on the outskirts of being millennials. So um, which is interesting about the You know. It's interesting to hear that you got the call to, to go on a recent season. I know Kendall Shepard, who actually wrote in a question that we'll get to. Um, she's another mother who I think has been you've been you know they've been dipping their foot in the Kendall waters as well. So I think maybe they've been hearing some of the the chatter and complaints that listeners and and fans of the show have made about this sort of not even just double standard when it comes to moms versus dads on the show, but also the lack of representation. And you know, recently we've had you know Corey and Tony and CT and now Derek coming back and all these male fathers on the show with not too many mothers. I mean, you mentioned Robin, who we still look at as this, you know, beacon of motherdom on the show, because since then, I mean, it's Davon, and, and I'm trying to think of anyone else who's been on the show as a mother. Um, I wonder how much of that comes with the fact that, you know, Derek has talked on this show about this as well, of whether it's not the father or motherness of it, but is it the singleness of it? You know, like Brad getting back on the show as a father last season, he did it, you know, fairly newly divorced. He gets back on the show within a few hours, him and Brittany are, are hooking up. So is that something that they want the door open for? If they only have 30 slots on a show, do they look at a board and say, man, we can't really have eight of these people who are locked in, tied down, engaged, married, etc. We kind of need some of this stuff to happen do you think that maybe there are just less single moms out there who are you know out there and willing to mingle on the show and that's what's you know lessening the casting pool or do you think there really is or has been a double standard with the casting of you know fathers and mothers on this show you know i never really thought of it in that standpoint of the fact that a lot of the moms are in relationships or married so that actually does make sense from like a producer's standpoint because you want the hookups you want the drama but at the same time, you could also get some moms, you know, who never like don't are just about their kids and their husband or their wa or whatever, and they get out and they might do something stupid. Now, am I going to be that person? Absolutely fucking not. My husband is just as crazy as I am, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I'm not happening. But you might get some. Not saying that they would, but it's always possible. 
Yeah. What's great about hearing that you're getting the calls and, and Kendall's getting the calls and stuff like that is it sounds like they've made the decision, okay, we're not going to sit around waiting for these perfect casting opportunities where it's a it's a mom who also might be out there ready to mingle. Now they're like, you know what, maybe we save a few slots for some mothers who might not go out there and hook up and go crazy, but still we want the representation out there, which I think is good because, you know, unfortunately we don't get let into these casting meetings. We don't know. And to be honest with you, we don't care. Like, come on. I, I, honestly, yes, it, we know that ideally you have a show where all bets are off, but you know, people are watching your show and saying, Hey, look, we have five fathers on this show and we have no mothers. I think you got, I think they, the challenge gods maybe need to work a little harder to get some more mothers on the show. Um, but Devon certainly served as the representation for that on this last season. I think she did a great job with it. Um, Talk about, you know, when you saw, you know, her kind of bring up the kids. Do you, uh, not Davon, Ashley, do you think kids as just using them as sort of, you know, ammo here, do you put them in the same category as, say, you know, a recently deceased parent or some of these things that are kind of a lot of people think are in the no-go zone when it comes to, you know, your verbal arsenal? It's a show where nobody wants to throw fists because they don't want to get kicked off the show. So sometimes people, both in person and on social media, really want to get in there and say something to hurt somebody's feelings when it comes to you is it if you talk about my kids all bets are off those are fighting words or do and do you think it's ever fair game to do so i absolutely don't think it's fair to talk about anyone's kids or a recently deceased father anyone's family members regardless if they're alive or not i think all family members are off the table in my opinion um i did a show what was it rivals 2 my father passed away maybe a month before or maybe two months before i literally was planning my father's funeral when I got the phone call for availability. So, I mean, I understand where David is come from, coming from to a certain extent. And I didn't tell a lot of people on that challenge that my father had passed away because I was afraid of people using that against me. So, um, I think, like I said, I think all family members are off the table. Like if you can't come at someone just attacking them, their person, their character, whatever, but you have to make a low blow and go for someone who's not there and has nothing to do with the challenge, that just shows what type of person you are. That just shows that the person you're trying to fight, they've already won, they've already got to you. And so you have to make that low blow to make yourself feel better. And karma's going to get you every fucking time. Which is why I personally think Ashley stole the money from Hunter because Hunter said something about her family. I ain't mad at her for that. I'm really not. New York City, we are coming back to our home away from home, Caroline's on Broadway, for our first Challenge Mania Live of 2019. It is Saturday, January 26th, for a 1 p.m. meet and greet and a 3 p.m. live show with a panel that between all of them have eight Challenge Championships, and that's if you include D's, which he insists that I do. But without D's, you still have five, that's right, Three from Kenny Santucci, two from Susie Meister, and also on the panel, Final Reckoning finalist Miss Marie Rhoda. That's right, New York City's own Rhoda. If Ja Rule was there, he'd say Rhoda. It's a great panel at Caroline's Saturday, January 26th. Tickets are still available at challengemania.live. Now hear me out. The first time we did Caroline's back in June, our meet and greet tickets sold out in eight 
days. Now this time we've put a couple more on sale for you, but they're still going fast and they are almost all gone. So do not wait. If you want to do the meet and greet, get over to challengemania.live right now. It's Saturday, January 26th, the Carolines on Broadway, the first Challenge Mania Live event of 2019. Susie Meister, Marie Rhoda, and Kenny Santucci on the Caroline stage with myself and the devil's advocate himself, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. We cannot wait to see you guys at Caroline's this January. So here's the thing is we all got casted for, uh, for all types of crazy reasons. Um, you mentioned you're crazy. Your fiance is crazy. The, the, the bottom line is the crazy is going to come out. You know, it's it, the, the, and I say this a lot. It, the, the game in itself, you know, makes you turn on each other. It makes you turn into something else. It makes you say things you wouldn't normally say. It makes you do things you wouldn't normally do in real life. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just who we are. It, we, we get, we get cast because we're susceptible to causing a spectacle at any, at any moment, you know, at any moment, someone can piss you off and you may accidentally throw a fucking wine bottle at the, at, at the door or something like that, or put your hand through a door, you know, like. These things, you know, and it's, it's cutthroat as they're getting now and for a million dollars in these moms missing their kids and stuff like that. Look, do, it, it, the crazy is going to come out whether you like it or not, um, whether they're, you know, become tamed in, in, in society, not just they. I'm talking about guys, too. It's like you, you go you, guys and, and women, men and women go on in life. And they become responsible human beings. But once you put them back in the fucking jungle, okay, yes. you you turn into an animal no matter what. It's going to happen. We didn't get casted because we're fucking boring people. Um, it will happen. And if you put Jasmine on, it will happen. Or any of these other mothers. <laughs> exactly. On any of these shows. Um, I mean, you, you remember the process, Derek. Like, before you did the real world and before you do every challenge, what do they make you do? They make you do a medical uh, physical exam and they make you meet with a psychiatrist to see where your state of mind is at. And of course they obviously want the crazy, like it's going to happen and you're put into a, a hamster wheel and you're just made to spend and keep going. It's going to drive you crazy. No matter what you're cut off from the world. You're cut off from just every day. You can't even walk outside the front door because there's a security guard standing there to make sure you don't leave. So it's and, like you're in a crazy prison almost. I mean, look how people who are in jail, how crazy they get sometimes just being locked up and confined in an environment every single day. Well, let me let me even piggyback that even more. I mean, you want to the, the, the psychiatric evaluations are to make sure you're not actually crazy, you know, so. Um, you but know, also not, to make sure you're not too normal either. I'm going to be honest. Let, yeah, let, I'm going to be honest with that, too. Yeah. I think I've said some crazy things at those psych evaluations, and I'm like, okay, they're not going to cast me. And they still casted me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the same psych evaluation that would land you a managerial position at a Kinko's is going to get you <laughs> not cast on the challenge. So. Yeah. You got to get somewhere in the middle. You want to be like too crazy for Kinko's, just normal enough for TV. That's what you yeah. need. And let me even go further back. How about when we were getting casted? How about like the, you know, the stories, uh, the, the stories that we, we, you know, that we talked about and, and were asked about like every crazy situation that you didn't want to tell anybody, your deepest, darkest secrets come out during the casting process. Okay. Oh my they God. Know yeah. 
you're borderline fucking crazy and borderline about to drop a bomb or could drop a bomb any second or any moment. Absolutely. They ask you questions during the casting sessions that would get them fired from the job of job interviewer at a real job. Yes, 100%. The topics are inappropriate. The topics themselves are inappropriate for typical office fodder. Um, You mentioned the Hunter and Ashley thing, and I want to get you to chime in on this because I think you weren't on this season, but you paid such close attention to it that we can ask what you think you might have done. Anthony says he'd like to hear if you have any real world road rules challenge cast members that you would have hands down taken the million dollars from if you were in Ashley's position. So take this question for what it's worth. Would it be something you'd have to see? how they treated you sort of how hunter treated ashley during the season or are there some people that just rubbed you the wrong way in, in your time with them spent on the show that you could say hey if i was with so-and-so hands down i'm taking the money all right let me take a drink so we'll give my mimosa real quick before i answer this one love it okay so i'm gonna be straight up honest i don't care who you are if i liked you or what we've done challenges together i would have taken that money from anybody <laughs> straight up I would have taken the money for anybody. And the reason being is because I have kids. I have college to think about in the future. I would have taken it from anyone. I don't care. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I would have taken it. Even someone else who has kids too? Would that would that play a part at all? Let me just ask you that. Okay, now okay, okay. Okay, now that you say that, uh, if they have kids. Uh, I know I'm being biased. I'm so being biased. It's not fair. If they have kids too, oh man, I can't take from little ones. Ooh. What if especially what if yeah, what if you're partner with Robin or Kendall, another mo- or Devon, another mother, oh. you know? Oh, you're making this tough, man. I, I, like, I probably couldn't do it. All right. Well, there I you know go. that's so wrong and that's so biased of me. And uh, it's just, it's just different when you're a mom. It really is. It's different when you're not just a mom, just a parent, you know? Oh man. And then like, I try to teach my, my kids to share and it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear my daughter one day saying, oh, you took my money from someone who probably needed it. Cause she would totally use that against me. Oh man, that's hard. But I still would take it. But if you're if you're partner with someone like Hunter who doesn't have kids at home, he's just all he's got is like three twenty four inch pythons to worry about. You're fine. You're good. You're gonna I mean, take Hun- the money. Hunter's got a daughter, man. I, not not a daughter. Hunter's got a, a little sister who's like ten years old. He takes care okay, of her. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me redo that question. Then I would have to think about the person. You can and redo their it to be to be clear. You can redo it, but we're airing the whole thing. So we're, I know you are. Yeah. I expect you to. <laughs> it, whether you're up on top of a mountain or or in 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 the podcast challenge menu podcast universe, it's still a tough fucking decision. No matter that, how you yeah, look at it, that's it. Really, yeah. Now that you throw in all those factors, that makes it tough. That. How about Hunter's little really sister? That, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know he does a lot for her, and I think that is so, so sweet and great, and I love that. That's really hard. Hunter works in a gym. Well, that's his choosing. I'm <laughs> not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying. I'm no, just saying, there's nothing wrong with Should have quit it to little I mean, sister. I, yeah, I don't All I'm saying is, like, dude, like everyone's life can always be a little bit better. What if, what if, what if you were stuck with that decision uh, with the kids, right? Y- your partner is someone with kids, right? And then, like, you know, like you've got the money, you took the money and like, you're living great. And all of a sudden you find out like, there's like tragedies been striking like this, this person that you took that money from and like their kids are like fucked up or they're in the hospital, shit like that. Now, if that happened, I would definitely have to cut a check. 
Yeah. Yeah. You set, your, you set yourself up for that one, D. Um, here's a question uh, from your past that we can get into whether you would take this person's money. Uh, Keisha says, how come you and John A never got along? Oh, God, now I have to think back from like almost 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Um, we just didn't get along just because, you know, we both liked the same guy on our rural season. And I think that always just kind of altered how we both thought about each other. And it just, we just never clicked and mashed since, you know, or since at that time. But uh, now I don't think we have a problem with each other. Um, I know she recently got married. I know she has a daughter and it's actually funny. We actually both have the same car, same year, same color. Um, (laughs) So we're actually really a lot alike. And I think, I mean, I haven't talked to her probably since her daughter was born. Um, But I did reach out to her when she got married to tell her congratulations. And, you know, there's no ill will between me and her. I think she wishes me the best in the world, and I wish her the best in the world. Well, you know what follow-up question was coming down the pipe. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Listen, I I feel really fucking weird about the comment I just made. I didn't didn't have any any, – the – I said about Connor working in a gym. All I'm saying is like he does. He's not like fucking. He's not like balling with like you know as like a fucking big time you know real estate agent shit like that. Is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. life can be a, a little bit a little bit easier. Yeah, he's not like the other thirty big time real estate agents that are on the challenge. Um, so, <laughs> but I gotta ask you, Jazz. So here's a perfect example. If you and John A were on this season, because that was that could oh be, could God. have been a potential casting arrangement, seeing as you guys have the history together, and maybe they both called you guys to come back and and rekindle that for the final reckoning, and you guys make it past Hunter and Ashley, past Polly and Natalie, past Kara and Marie, which actually could have been possible. Uh, and then they say, all right, Jasmine, you outtime John A. Do you keep the million dollars or do you split it with her? And she looks at you with those puppy dog eyes. What do you do? She's oh, my a mother. God. You, just, you had to give me that question. You had yeah. to, right? Like, of course I had to. Seriously. Um, you know, I would just I would split it with her because I feel like if I didn't, it would still continue this whole John A versus Jasmine and Jasmine versus John A thing. And I, I just wanted to be done, you know? Like, I think that would be my final, like, olive branch. It'd be like, look, we're good. You got some money. I got some money. Let's take care of our babies. We're done. What is that that smells so damn good? Oh, it's me. Have you ever had someone come up to you and say, you smell amazing? What are you wearing? I'm not going to lie. It's happened to me a time or two. Maybe at a Challenge Mania Live albeit more at the front end of the meet and greet rather than at the end of the two-hour stage show when I'm under the hot lights. Anyway, whether it's Gucci, Prada, Versace, we all have good taste, we all know what we like, but great taste can be expensive, and then you end up with a full shelf of half-used bottles of cologne, some of which you got for your eighth birthday that are just sitting there because your Uncle Frank didn't bother to ask you a Anyway, that's my problem. It's not yours. But we have found a way where you can have great taste and save your pocketbook or your wallet at the same time. Scentbird.com keeps us smelling good month after month. Guys, we love cologne. Girls, you love perfume. We all love to smell good. But we know when we buy these huge bottles, they sit on our shelves for years. Scentbird has 450 designer brands, and you choose one every month. You choose a perfume or cologne, they send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, so you're always smelling amazing. And you get free shipping. And best of all, you get to skip the department store. You get to skip those annoying holiday tunes. You get to skip those pushy salespeople. You get to skip the guy who didn't take the sensor 
shirt off, the jeans, and everything's beeping, and everybody's confused, and we want to know if someone's shoplifting or they're just negligent. It's annoying. Skip it all. Stay at home. You can still smell good. Want to know something else that smells pretty darn good? With this exclusive offer, you get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first cologne. That's scentbird.com slash mania. Use our code mania for 50% off your first month. Scentbird.com, scentbird.com slash mania. Sign on, smell great. Hmm, I do smell great. All right, back to our guest. Okay, let's ask you about another beef that you had in your time on the show, and I'll ask you the oh, same Lord. question about her. Dave Wood said, did you and Naya ever squash the beef from the after show? Were there any additional parts of the story that we didn't see or hear? If we had Challenge Mania back then, we probably would have gotten to the bottom of it then, but we'll rehash it now. And if you didn't squash it, is it still going on today, or did it just die? So catch us up on you and Naya. And for the listeners who may or may not, uh, their viewing history doesn't go back that far, what was it that started this, this beef that you guys had? Uh, I can't even remember what started. Oh, I remember. That's when I thought I was a Twitter thug back in the day. (laughs) And I just kind of like went off on Twitter with her. And then we had the after show and it got more intense. And she brought up my dad because at that time, everyone knew about my dad at passing away. And that just triggered into me. Um, After actually that after show, a producer pulled us both to the side and talked to us both. Like saying, you know what? Putting my producer hat to the side is too people that love both of you, you guys have got to stop this shit. It's getting ridiculous. You guys are two powerful women and have so much that you can show the world. There's so many little girls and teenagers and other women looking up to you guys. And you guys are acting both ridiculous. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm not even kidding. And this producer person, I respected more than anything in the world. Yeah. So after the after show, we did the reunion or we did that one show uh, where a few of us came back to do like a little like gaming show or whatever. And we were in the hotel and we kind of got into it about something. And I told her, I was like, if you want to fight me, let's fight. That had never happened. Then we filmed the show and she's like ready to fight me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, I just told you the night before. So then fast forward to the actual reunion and we're there and we all go to that one bar after reunion. We actually squashed it then. We had a few shots together and we let it go. I haven't tweeted at her. She hasn't tweeted at me we don't talk about each other um last i just heard you know just listening to people from you know the challenge you know rumor mill i believe she's like a private chef now or has a catering company which i think is awesome i'm proud of her i'm glad she's doing her thing i wish her the best like you know i'm happy for her if i saw her today i wouldn't have a problem with her whatsoever like that was so long ago and it was so petty and silly it's it's not even of any relevance for right now or our future. But what if you saw her at the top of the mountain or at the finish line for the final reckoning and you're staring at the other side and standing there as a successful private <laughs> chef who you may have gotten it into a few years uh-huh. ago, would you take or split the money with Naya? Oh, man, you're making this tough. Um, mm. You know, I guess it would just really, that would, oh, man, shit. She's taking the money. She's taking the money. <laughs> I think it would just come down to how we treated each other on the challenge and how mm-hmm. things were and having a conversation with her and seeing how things are. So I'm on the fence about that one. <laughs> what, if, what if she, what if she said something about your kid? Oh, that, I'm, taking, your I'm, kid. Taking that, I'm taking that money. There you go. 
There you go. <laughs> and, and I think it goes to say what the relationships, you know, and, and, and Hunter and Ashley's situation is, you know, what the relationship in any of their situations in any of their shoes is, you know, the, the relationship, you know, going up to it. And then what Johnny says, what Johnny ended up saying on the reunion is, is this friendship worth, you know, you know, $300,000, $500,000, you know, will we talk again? You know, I think those are things to consider, but I also think you have to consider karma at the same time. Oh. <laughs> I think you really do. Yeah, you might not see this person again for another like, you know, five, six years or whatever, but karma is going to follow you for a lifetime. Well, Jasmine, let me ask you about. So, OK, you said that with with Hunter's comments, which, you know, we, we saw them via highlight. We saw them when they happened and then they they played them back in playback to, to show kind of Ashley's uh, thought process here. He he did when he got worked up. He did, you know, call her a name and he said if she you know, ruins his chance at a million dollars. She's coming for her family. Something he admits he maybe overreacted and saying now Ashley kind of hangs her hat on that. And is like, once you said that, I, you know, I decided I was going to keep the money. Would you kind of, you know, you, you're saying you kind of side with her because he said that, is it one of those things where along the way here secretly, maybe subconsciously, you're hoping that your partner gives you that MO where at the end you can validate a decision like that by saying, Hey, remember week three, you said this because I mean, to, to be honest with you, you, these are people who may or may not be good friends at this point. They're trying to work together. They're trying to be amicable. If they just kind of go hand in hand and get through the final and they're both competing together and they're, they're not best friends, but maybe they don't do anything to piss the other one off, then you have a tough decision. All someone has to do is insult your, fan, your family once, and now you said karma. You're like, hey, now it's my turn to put the karma on them. I mean, are you sort of hoping that your person makes, you know, like Naya, for instance, you know Naya's a <laughs> couple drinks away from saying the wrong thing at any time so are you kind of secretly hoping man i kind of hope naya crosses the line a time or two so when we're standing up there on the top of that mountain or in that fire pit or whatever i could take the money from her and feel good about it no i absolutely don't want i and my for me personally i wouldn't want that to happen like you're saying but naya if we were partners i hope she wouldn't say anything like that because that's something i I don't want on my conscience that I have to do. I, I would think, you know, if we were to ever do a challenge together and it came down to that, we have both grown enough to not trigger the other person because we know what the trigger is. But I think with the Hunter and Ashley situation, you have to also remember they were in like a relationship together. So there's a lot that we probably don't know that happened off of the show and things that have been said in the past. And that could have been the final trigger for her when he finally did say something to her, like said something about her. So, I mean... That's why I say I understand. I get why I don't understand. I get why Ashley took it. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I we don't know what happened outside of the show because once the cameras stop rolling, a lot of crazy bullshit happens. Um, Mar wants to know who would you have aligned with if you were on the final reckoning? So regardless of who your partner was, if you were within this last season's cast pool, who from this season that you either played with before and have a working relationship with, like you mentioned Marie and Cara and all that, or are there just people that you watched on the show and saw how they do business and thought, Oh, you know what? I could, I can hang with them. Well, if I was on this past challenge, I probably would have started my own little alliance with uh, Jose and Davon and probably with, even though I'm not, it's not my favorite person, Polly and Natalie. That way you have three alliances in the house. I wouldn't necessarily work with Johnny and Carl on them because 
I respect Johnny as a, as a challenger, and but I also know when you work with him and you're newly working with him, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. So when it comes down to having to pick off your alliance, I would be the first person. So I wouldn't put myself in that position. And with the whole Lavender Ladies and Young Bucks, they learned from watching people like Johnny in the past, they would do the same thing. So if you start an alliance with two, with two other teams who are new to this, it's anyone's game at that point. It would have been called like Jose's Moms. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Jose. Oh, that would have been an awesome yeah. fucking startup. That would have been so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned watching Big Brother. Do you? So, what are some of the other reality shows that you watch? Um, I watch what Ink Master, Top Chef, uh, all the Real Housewives, Love and Hip Hop. Um, yeah. <laughs> Vanderpump, Vanderpump, and Vanderpump Rules. Yes, I do watch that. I, I forgot. Yeah, Faith was on this challenge. I forgot about that. So, did you watch her? Did you like recognize her when she got on the show? Yeah, I knew who she was. The girl that had you know slept with uh, Jax or whatever, and her and Brittany were friends. And uh, you know, shit happens. I guess. <laughs> was she like a likable character on there, or or not? Like, because I haven't, I've never seen. It. I know that the new season came out. Um, is out now. We've been rec- we we're, we've been recommended to to watch it. Is it like you know? Is it the same? Is it like just like bunch of like house drama, or is it just restaurant drama? It's is restaurant it- drama. If you've ever been a bartender or a server, yeah. or a manager, or a buster, worked in a restaurant. I when I worked in a restaurant for like oh my god, like ten years. Yeah. Um, it's just like if you had a camera following you around, that type of yeah. drama that happened. Yeah. Um, I don't remember last season Faith being like a big main character. She became an important person because of the hookup and her and Brittany being friends. Um, but before like the other scenes, I don't really remember her being like that big of a person. They, you know, randomly show her like as she's like being a server or whatever in the restaurant, but never like someone that had a storyline or anything like that. I'm I'm borderline interested in in this show because I, I have worked in a restaurant uh, many a times, um, and you do know the you know the uh, <laughs> um, if I could go back to my old steak and shake days when I was a a server, <laughs> and I I had a couple of hookups in in the back room. Classy. You know, oh yeah, I know a few people who did that. <laughs> I'm not talking about hookups. I'm talking about like maybe like make out like steak make out. and shake. Yeah, make that out. makes it even better. Make out session, you know, steak and shake. Steak and shake <laughs> has servers. Yeah, who's ever been yeah. served at steak and shake? I thought steak and shake is like a walk in, get your steak, get your shake, and shake um, it out of there. Listen, I'm telling you, I had some like I like I had some of the hottest like little like make out sessions when I was 17 <laughs> um, at steak and shake in the back, and it was fucking awesome because you get to know these people on a personal level. You see mm-hmm. what they're like with other people, right? You talk to them, you get to know them backstage or be- behind the scenes or whatever. And um, I actually met my first love at steak and shake at a restaurant. Yeah. Wow. No, second love, second love, second love, second love, second love. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, hold on. I just read this. Oh my God. MTV two, just green lights, reality series. What's at stake about the love and hip hop involved in the steak and shake in suburban Chicago in the late nineties. I'm just kidding. Can I, um, <laughs> I go back to low blows? Can I go back to low blows and families real quick? Is it still, at, it. is it still at steak and shake or have we moved no. on to the sidewalk? Uh, Are we good? <laughs> she was in my casting video. She was <gasps> in my casting video. Yeah. This girl. Yeah. Um, that I met at steak and shake. Um, but anyway, there was another girl back there that no one ever knew about. Um, but that was like, you know, pre 
pre the the love. Uh, anyway, yeah. but she was weird. She, she was weird. She had like a spine tattoo. Um, it was well. I'm pretty sure everyone who works yeah. at your Steak and Shake back then knows who she is now. Yeah, no, the girl no, with the don't. spine tattoo. <laughs> she, yeah. Could you now? She's like showing me this tattoo in the making of like a skeleton, like spine coming out of her back, and she's coming. She's like showing me this shit. I'm just like, oh my god. And there's like something hot about it. I don't know what it was, but she had like a tongue. She was like the opposite. It was like they were like opposites. You know what I mean? And it was like, it was fucking, it was the weirdest, awesome that, uh, and this was like, you know, going into, you know, the storytelling of getting casted is like, this is some of the shit that I was like experiencing. Anyway, let's go back to like the low blows and stuff like that and stuff that we, you know, on the channels, were you there? And I feel like my, my, my memory is a little foggy of when, uh, of, of when, you know, those days when, when you were around, but, um, were you there when. Frank and Dustin got into it with, I forget who it was. Uh, Nani. And, yes. uh, yeah, that was battle of the seasons in Turkey. I, what I was there for it. I was, I was watching all of that. I, I watched the whole thing of Nani's suitcase being, th- being thrown in the pool. And yeah, cause Nani actually, um, she actually stayed in our room that we had. And when that situation happened, because Frank stayed in our room also, she moved out of our room to go to another room. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, this is, that was one of the craziest things I'd seen on TV. Like I wanted to, I felt like I wanted to jump in through the TV and fight somebody, you know? Um, I, and I, it blew my mind that, you, you know, that the talk about Nani's sister was being played. I, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around my head around them not, you know, pulling that. You know what I mean? The challenge gods pulling that. I, I thought it was too much. What was the talk um, for people listening who don't know exactly what was uh, said? If you want to put it in broad terms, I hate to, I hate to, I hate to bring this up because it's, it's I sort even of remember fully what was all said because I mean it was like to me of course it was a blur that night because we were all drinking and it was it was chaos and back then at, at that challenge I think we always stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning yeah so um, I mean it, it was just really like chaos and you know back then yeah. I, I love Frank to this day still he was the king of low blows you know yeah. and that was just his mo and. It was really, it was bad, but like him and Nani made it up like really like right after that, you know, it was just one of those things. That was a really weird challenge for everyone. I, I, I personally think wow. about, cause I think I, I think I even got in a fight with Sarah over a fork, you know, it, like you said before, it comes down to just being in that crazy dynamic and you'll flip out over anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a good thing. Good thing. You didn't work at steak and shake and into fights <laughs> over forks. <laughs> and, that's why I was always a bartender. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's like, it just goes to say like when you're in the challenge house, it's so, it's so much different than, than the, than real life. It's like, you're looking for a reason to get rid of people. It's like, you have your finger on the trigger. You know what I mean? So the second you steal my fork, you're fucking going in next week, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Basically, that, you that's know, how it is. When you're you know, in a, especially a team challenge, you're waiting for one person on the other team to say something stupid, do something stupid, so you have a legit reason of voting. It makes it easier for you. Um, here's another question about that sort of period in your in your challenge career. Young Pack says, "Did you get warned by the challenge gods or almost get kicked off for punching Tyree on Battle of the X's?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember something about uh, the Tyree thing. 
Yeah, so I punched Tyree. I actually was told to stop drinking. Um, I was put on a little bit of a of a drinking band, and then when I was allowed to drink again, I was given a certain number of drinks I could have through the night. So what actually, I think it was actually DM and uh, Paula who helped me find the biggest glass in that house, and we would just make me a big drink so I could have, you know, as everyone's having like eight or nine drinks, my three drinks were equivalent to theirs. <laughs> Nice. Interesting. So you were on what what some call a Tony Rain style drinking limit back in the day. So so for those wondering how long these have been instituted, it's been quite a while. Yes, they, they happened. Um, I don't think I was the first to ever have it happen to. It just wasn't talked about a lot back then, you know, but, you know, now that everyone wants to be in everybody's business 24 seven, it's talked about now. It's and Scott, just to just to let you know, and I I don't want to dig into it, but I think that the Nani sister comment was worse than what we saw transpire with Johnny and and Devin. But kind of how like history repeats itself. Like this is another one of those, like the suitcase getting thrown in the pool. Like we've seen that a couple times, right? I think we've had three suitcases thrown in the pool. Um, because I didn't know that. I didn't know Nani's suitcase got thrown in the pool. Tanya, uh, Tanya threw Beth's suitcase in the pool. I was there for that. You were there for that, and I think. Something recently, uh, someone else got their stuff thrown in the pool, didn't they? Or they got it thrown over a balcony. I oh think yes, I think it was Kaylee stuff. Yeah. I think like I think it was from my understanding, like just like like listening to everyone talk about it, like on Twitter and watching on the show. I think like her makeup got expensive or got broken, and makeup is expensive. And that girl can do makeup for like she is a great makeup artist. I can see that. Like I would love her to do my makeup. I would be pissed if my makeup got broken too. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I want to tell Scott about Rashida. Scott, have you ever heard of Rashida's? I've, <laughs> I've heard rumblings about it. I, I vaguely remember it, but I, I'd like to, I'd like to hear in detail okay. about Rashida. <laughs> Is, did Rashida start that night when, uh, DM and Paula found you that big cup? Was that the first night of Rashida's or oh, is no. Rashida's go even back to like your casting days? Rashida goes back to Cancun. Um, my roommate, Derek actually gave me. Uh, that uh, name because I used to always sing this song by this rapper from Atlanta. Her name was Rashida's. It was called the Bubblegum Song. And I would always <laughs> sing this song. <laughs> like when I was like hammered drunk, I would like go, we had this octopus tank, uh, octopus tank when you walk into our house. <laughs> and I would go around singing the song talking about the guys like to chew up on my bubblegum. And I would just sing it constantly. So he gave me the name Rashida and it just stuck. How does it go? How does the song? Scott, do you know the song? Uh, well, yeah, I, you mean the Grammy Award winning hit Bubblegum? No, I'm kidding. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. It's definitely not a Grammy, but it's a, anyone that like knows like, you know, rap back in like the early 2000s knows the Bubblegum song. I'm not going to sing oh it. Oh my gosh, come on. <laughs> is it called Is it called the Bubblegum song? It's called uh, Bubblegum. And basically she just talks about like, you know, a guy chewing on her bubblegum. The type of guy that wants her because she has a big old butt. (laughs) Back then I didn't have a big butt, but I just loved that song. I'll I'll find it. I'm looking for it now. I'm looking for it now. You can can conduct the interview. (laughs) Oh, are you going to just start blasting it from your iPhone in the middle of the podcast? Because our (laughs) listeners love that. Um, So yeah, yeah. let's uh, um, get to some more of these questions because everyone wrote in some great questions when we told them that you were coming on the show. Um, 
who, here's a kind of a broad one we got from a ton of people, but a, a lot of people want to know just who do you still speak to from your time on the show? So who, what, what are some of the strongest relationships you built? Um, just from uh, Jimmy, obviously he's one person. Um, I try to, me and her talk a lot on Twitter and every now and then we check in on each other. Um, Emily, my roommate from real world. I talked to most of my roommates through, um, through social media or text. We were actually in a group, uh, Instagram, uh, chat for a while talking about all wanting to get together with our significant others and going back to Cancun and like having like a little mini reunion with each other. Um, you should film um, that. We, we said, we've talked, we've said that someone, we told CJ, cause CJ was always the person to get the producers and everyone to do whatever we wanted to do, that CJ needs to call them and do that for us. So, um, but I haven't heard anything from that since, um, I have recently heard from some of them cause I needed their addresses to send out, um, save the dates and wedding invitations. Um, so I got everyone's addresses. Um, I talked to Marie every now and then, uh, Toya, I talked to her, um, it's really a, a Nani every now and then. Actually, when I moved out to Boston and Nani was still living in Buffalo, uh, me and my fiance, we went up and saw her because we were driving to Chicago and we had to go through Buffalo. And we stopped and had lunch with her. And that was maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, right before she moved to Chicago herself. So um, I still keep in contact with her every now and then. Um, I wonder if you could get Student City to sort of sponsor that a little <laughs> bit or something about it, you know, cause that we was probably could. Cause I think uh, my roommate, Bronnie, who actually, he lives in Pembroke, Mass, which is about maybe three or four towns over from my house. And he's, I've met his wife. He's met my daughter on uh, everything like that. And when she was first born, um, he used to work for student city for like, right after we did, he worked with him for a, a years. So, I mean, that's something we probably could get done. Um, I think everyone is just trying to see like, if it's feasible, if it's possible. So, um, like I said, we haven't talked about it since the summertime. So I probably should get all with them and see what's going on. What's CJ doing these days? He's got like a whole health career going on. He could probably get like GNC to sponsor this stuff. All you got to do <clears throat> is drink protein shakes when you're down there. Right. Basically probably. Yeah. CJ is, I think he's still, he's still doing the modeling thing. He, um, is a businessman now. He created like this fitness, like, uh, it's like almost like a half bubble thing where you work out on it. And he has a beautiful girlfriend and they make the cutest little workout videos together. Um, so he's, he's doing good. I yeah, think all, like, all my roommates are doing really, really good for themselves. I'm like really proud of our season. Ja we Jasmine, were a hot mess back then. Jasmine, listen, 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 listen. I was at home the, uh, like uh, two months ago and my GNC, my, my annual G or my monthly GNC box comes in, Humble comes brag. in. And it's a, it's a free box, right? You get it if you get if you have a GNC card, right? Humble that brag. you pay like fifteen dollars a year. What are you talking about? I never use any of the products in there. I don't even care, right? I just do it for the for the points and the discounts um, at GNC throughout the year. And you know, I open the box, and you know who I see? CJ. Fucking CJ, right there. He's at, popping up out of my box. Yeah, man. So. Um, I was like, Scott, you know, and then he came up with this invention. I'm like, Scott, let's get him on. So we tried to get him on, uh, before Scott went to New Zealand, but I'm interested in now he's got like a, an app. So now I really want him to come on. You know, it's like, for me, like I like giving back to, I, I'd like to let other people know like these cool things that they have going on, you know? So, um, I'm hoping that the Adam King podcast didn't run him off. Scott <laughs> run off who CJ. Yes. <laughs> it was like the opposite of like working out. It was like, wait, you, you know, think he listened to the uh, Adam King podcast? Yeah, I do. 
Really? Oh, Lord, what happened? I, uh, I'll look it up and find out. No, please, please don't. Uh, no, it was just, you know, you know what? I'll just say this, Jasmine. Not everyone handles their mimosas as well as you do. That's what I will say. <laughs> um, but, Jasmine, I got to ask. So you mentioned you're getting married next October. You're naturally mm-hmm. inviting a lot of people from your real-world season or from your, your days on MTV. Uh, you know, this Tuesday coming up, I think it's tomorrow because we're going to run this on Monday, <laughs> part, part one of CT's wedding special. We just had Tony on the podcast who mentioned he might be interested and having a, a wedding special of him and Alyssa's own. So is that something, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but is that something that they came calling? They were like, hey, you naturally have a few of these cast members coming to your wedding. What if we uh, sent a GoPro or two and shot this thing? How would you feel about uh, the Jasmine wedding becoming the Jasmine wedding special on MTV? Hail to the knob. <laughs> not, <laughs> happening. <laughs> not happening. Um <laughs> I already know, like, those last, like, two to three weeks, I'm going to be, like, chaos and crazy and, you know, fighting with my mother about, no, I don't want this, or why did you invite this person? I'm not bringing this person. Or, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I don't want to deal with all of that. And, you know, my in-laws are not, not, you know, big public figures of people that want to be out in the public. Like, yeah, we don't always want to hear your opinion of what you all well, Jasmine, I think I think you just <laughs> I think everything you just said just sold your wedding special to MTV because <laughs> if, if you wanted to not get the call, you should have been like, to be honest with you, everyone just gets along. It's going to be pretty boring. But the minute you're like, actually, my in-laws, this decisions, this invites this someone's just like ding light bulb, because I don't know if you saw the trailer for this wedding yeah. special, but they're like. They're like, uh, you know, CT has to go and convince his family to come. Who's going to? And then it's like his sister or or some relative being like, is this really the right girl for you? And like all this stuff that you'd like never want to have. You'd never want to have this like publicized going into your wedding. But yeah, this is not what I I, I would want. Like, I mean, I know like me and my in-laws, we get along. My future in-laws, we get along fine. They do a lot for my kids and I love that. I don't want to put them in a situation to where they don't realize what they're saying can be cut off and edited into something else because they are unfamiliar with that this type of world. Um, I wouldn't want to do that to them. <laughs> could, you, could, could you imagine being in that position? Like, yeah, you'd have a couple, you know, family members that, you know, you get along with, you know, be like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll do this for you. We'll do this for you. Sure. Um, you know, everything's like all fun and and. and and, and, and cool at the beginning. But then once you, you know, after a couple of drinks and a, and a family party or two and people start letting their guards down and, and all the drama between the family starts coming out, you know, then you start rethinking like, Oh shit. Now everyone's going to hear that, you know, but I wonder if laying it all, all out on the table is actually like helpful in the end. You know, like I wonder if seeing in here, cause I've got a lot of, I've got, I've got drama in my family. Um, Oh yeah. Everyone does. And it's like, and it's like, and people sort of like hide, you know, pick a side or pick a team or whatever. Um, this one's on this side, this one's on that side, but it's never all laid out on the table in front of everybody to really see what everyone's true thoughts are to eventually maybe be able to get hashed out, you know? Um, cause people are scared to like be honest and talk about could, like the comp, like what could you imagine like, all right, so Lily, CT's, you know, wife is seeing her sis, his sister say these things that CT's been telling her. This is on the commercial, right? Yeah. Well, CT, you've been telling me all types of fucked up shit about your woman. And now you expect me to go and like back her up and back you guys up. Fuck no. 
you know? And like, you know, Lily's probably seeing this for the first time. She's probably like in real life being like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck yeah. did you tell her, CT? Chris, Chris. She calls him Chris for the record. Um, so I don't think you'll be hearing a lot of CT talk unless it's, you know, from one of us. And I've noticed that it's, you know, everyone really does call him Chris. I just, I just stuck with the CT for the longest time. Now it's, she actually almost like, she didn't slap my wrist, but, or my hand, but she told me to call him Chris while I was there. So I kind of got in a little bit. Well, of I feel like if you were at CM Punk's wedding, his wife would probably tell you to call him Phil, but I think it's just, you know, still a little bit insulting sometimes to like, you know, call somebody what their, you know, government name is, if you will. I don't know. I think like I would never call him. I would call him CT until he told me to call him Chris. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he's been CT to me since I've met him. So like, unless he says, I want to be called Chris or please honor what my wife says. I want to be called Chris. All right, cool. I'll do that. But he going to be CT. Well, you know, otherwise, well, it's going to be C it's going to be CT around him and then it's going to be Chris around her. So how, how, how do you, what do you think about that? I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's like when you yes. go home and your mom, it's like when you're, it's like, you know, it's like when you're, you go home and your mom calls you Theodore or whatever your real name is. You know, like I, like I get, I understand that whole aspect of, you know, he's CT to all these people and that's his larger than life persona. But to her, she's just, he's just Chris. I get that. Um, and, you know, and you know, when like the, the new wife comes in and you start introducing the new wife or the new girlfriend and the new serious girlfriend uh, around like your buddies and your buddies are like, you know, think that they could just like act the same way around you. And like, that's far, like the farthest thing from the truth. Like you can't act like a complete fucking asshole around her. You can't say those things around her. Cause it, it fucking makes me look like an idiot too. Is this what happened with the girl exactly. with the spine <laughs> tattoo? Is that what blew it with the spine <laughs> tattoo girl? The spine <laughs> tattoo is back. All right, more with Jasmine in just a minute. But before we do that, I do want to talk a little bit about Brooklyn and D. You spend a third of your life in sheets. Can you believe that? A third of your life in sheets. This holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or your loved one. There's an incredible feeling to these sheets. They are five-star hotel quality sheets. Am I right, D? Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I, I was just sitting here telling you how much I love them. And I don't mean, like, love them. Like, I sink myself in them, you know? I talk on the phone underneath them. Uh, I take them to my couch with me in the morning, like I'm a little kid, um, and like snuggle with them. I, 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 Scott, I've always wanted sheets like this, and I've, I, you know, going like living in, being in, in and out of hotels and stuff like that. Like you want to feel like you're like sinking in these things. And I, with Brooklyn, and I, I really do. I'm not even doing this for a commercial spot or anything like that. I'm just literally telling you this because um, you asked me about them and. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend it. It's the holidays. Do your, all yourselves a favor. Go get some Brooklyn and sheets. Get a comforter. Stuff the comforter in this, these things and love your life for the rest of your life. Brooklyn and Sheets were named the winner of the best of online betting category for good housekeeping. They have 30,000 five-star reviews. I know we tell you all the time, subscribe, rate, and review. We have nowhere near 30,000 five-star reviews. You know you are a great online betting company when you have that. Half a million happy sleepers and counting, D. Brooklyn and works directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen. They give you the five-star hotel quality sheets that are affordable and easy to order. And for maniacs, dude, this 
is a sick offer. I know we put a lot of offers out here on the podcast, but this one is legit. You get $20 off and free shipping. All you got to do is use the code MANIA at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Brooklyn is one of the coolest places in the world, and Brooklyn and sheets are some of the coolest sheets. I love them. Lindsay loves them. Brooklyn, and these really are the best sheets ever. Yeah, and um, you know when you get a chance to promote a product that you really believe in? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what just happened. Yeah, for sure. And their towels, robes, and candles, sleep masks, they all make great stocking stuffers as well. It's not just sheets. Fast shipping. Make sure you can get them right for the holidays. If you order today, you damn well can. All right. Brooklinen.com. Use the code MANIA. Back to Jasmine. Yeah. I'm going to go snuggle in my sheets while we talk to Jasmine. Um, Jasmine, so I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot. I have a couple propositions for you, because what I love about it is that, you know, you you have the challenge history. You've been on several seasons of the show, but you you still watch what seems like every week. And we have guests on this podcast all the time, some of which, you know, have these illustrious challenge histories, but just don't really watch anymore like Trishel and Landon. And then we have folks like you and Melinda um, who actually do stay plugged in. So two things. One, we're doing our year end challenge mania awards coming up and we're putting together our list of nominees. I'd love to send it to you just to get your two cents to see if you think we're missing anybody or if you think there's any people who don't deserve to be on here because we want people who have had first-hand experience, aren't biased because they weren't on necessarily any of these seasons of the show, but would love to get your take on it. So if it's cool, I'd love to send that to you, and then we'll also obviously have you vote as well once we uh, once we finalize it. Would you be cool with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. Awesome. And then my second proposition for you is, so we do our, our Challenge Mania podcast here on iTunes, and what we also do every week is bonus podcasts where we break down each episode, just kind of every week, we just take questions just about that week's episode, and we put them up at our Patreon site, patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. And for season 33, we're looking to bring in some, some special guests to kind of dive in with us. Would you like to come on for a week or two to just dive into a week and just give your episode commentary on, on how these folks do? on season 33 oh yeah absolutely i would love to because there's not enough characters on twitter to always let me get out what, what i want to say about the episodes of course maybe love we it. can do a reckoning review where we're all sipping on a mimosa at the same time well depending on the time of day if it's after four o'clock we have to go to jack daniels and soda water we can schedule <laughs> how about this jasmine we can schedule based on what kind of alcohol you're feeling if and we can okay. we can schedule during the time of day that you'd like <laughs> that coincides with your beverage of choice but d you said reckoning review that's what we called our final reckoning reviews but this might be called something else we don't even know what it's going to be called we're gonna have to come up with a fancy name for it scott i didn't even realize that i said that like i just like <laughs> it just came out of my mouth like i have no idea yeah well <laughs> Um, so Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us. We'll let you get back to your Sunday and, uh, get to start getting ready to root on your Cowboys. D you have anything less, uh, anything left for our guests before we let her go? No, I hope you and Rashida's and the kids and the fiance and the Cowboys, them boys have an, awesome, boys. Day. <laughs> have an awesome day. Uh, it looks like Mitchell Trubisky is going to be starting tonight for my Chicago bears. So oh, is he? I need to tell my fiance, he put him on his bench, but now I'll let him know that he has to start him. Yep. I just saw that. I just saw it. So, you know, who knows? Are, are, are the bears for real or not? We're going to we find out the giants last week. I I was surprised. I was shocked how good the Bears actually. They're not doing. They're not having a bad season. Who's that? Fucking Jasmine knows her football, dude. Yeah, no, because we played with Chase, Chase Daniel last week, which isn't a bad quarterback. 
to be honest he, with you. He's not bad. He, he needs some more work. He's definitely not an out-of-the-pocket type of quarterback, but he's getting there. He'll get there. Dude. Jasmine knows her football. Awesome. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed her on the show, let her hear it at Jazz MTV. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to send you that that uh, working ballot that we have going on. And you can let us know if you think we left every, anybody off or you think that why do you have this person in here and whatnot. Because we're, we're trying to focus group this thing before we finalize our awards ballot. I want to get as many eyes on this thing as I think you know can help get this, make make sure this thing really does not miss anybody because I, I don't want to put it out there and then everybody goes huh you missed this person for rookie of the year huh you missed this person for uh, comeback of the year I want to be able to say hey we showed it to Jasmine we showed it to Melinda we showed it to Emily Longaretta I even have some other podcasters I'm sending it to so uh so yeah thank you so Absolutely. much Jasmine sounds it, good thank you guys it, it's always a fun time hanging out with you guys you guys gave me a break for my kids so I really thank you guys <laughs> yo Scott side note side note back when I did the uh, ultimate challenge radio awards back in the day the un- I called it the unofficial challenge awards uh well ours Rashida's, are the ours are the official Rashida. ones by the way so there's that Jasmine uh Jasmine would got the like all heart award or something like that wasn't that right yeah it was like yeah. the biggest heart award yeah I remember yeah. that I did <laughs> it, yeah anyway but all right well maybe we'll have to make that the Jasmine award or the Rashida is it Rashida or Rashida's plural what is it it's Rashida's when I haven't started quite drinking but once the liquor's flowing it's Rashida's Ooh. with an s Got well, no, it. no, no, no offense. We would have to make the, the, the all hard award would have to be the DM award. We'd have to make it. Yeah. It has to be the DM award. I agree. All right. Okay. Well, maybe like we'll, the Walter uh, Payton award. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It has to be the DM award. But does I it, does it then, agree. does it go into, cause you know, I was thinking about this when we were, we were kicking that around. Is it, is it all heart in the sense that, you know, like for instance, does Natalie get in there for, for the amount of heart she put forward in that elimination where she just didn't, you know, she got flipped over and over and over again and wound up with these 80 bumps and bruises and scars, or is it more of all heart as far as Jemmy starting a fundraiser to, to get school supplies? to teachers on social media like what what kind of a heart award is it i know that when they have the you know these awards that go to people for you know their their services as far as you know public relations or in the community and stuff like that are we talking about heart on the battlefield are we talking about heart in life it's it's in challenge it's i think it's in challenge challenge i would keep it challenge related so it's it's tenacity and then, no, yes. and that, and, and listen, that's a good one, dude. Like that's, that's a good, and it's in, in the, the cool part about it is it should all be a debate. Like every person that that's a nominee, there should be a debate for each one of them. Like, I didn't even think about that one. You know, my mind is somewhere else, you know, but that's a great one, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that the, the, the thing that is about that award and the, the, when I was putting together the list of awards, you know, that's like a little bit subjective, you know, as far as what you consider. Is it was there one elimination where they showed a tremendous amount of heart? Was it over the course of the year? Was it if you look at where they started and where they finished? Like there's a little bit of subjectiveness to it to where I think there's a lot of people you could consider. And then it's kind of us determining what we want to factor in. So those are the ones that initially we were thinking to try to stay away from because we wanted it to be a little bit more cut and dry but i'm open to it if we can come up with a list of nominees that we think 
best represent that idea. We'll continue to talk it out. It's a work in progress. Our nomination special podcast is going to be running uh, the day after Christmas on December 26th is when the episode will go up. We're going to tape it a little bit far in advance. Susie Meister will be our guest to run through all the nominees with us once we lock those in. But um, Jasmine, we'll get you that. We'll get you that ballot to glance at. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Go Cowboys. Jags are officially out of it. So go Cowboys. Why not? <laughs> Woo! Go Cowboys. Thank you, guys. See you, Jasmine. Thank See you, you Jasmine. Bye. All right, there she is, Jasmine. I think she lived up to the hype. That was great. And that is how you drink and podcast, Mr. King. Anyway, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. We've had a couple of drinkers on, um, and maybe some of them. Some of them be, not. Some maybe, of them not so good. We may be like fifty percent right now, right? Well, when you we told had, me when you told me the mimosas thing, it's funny. Yeah. You sent me a text. You said this was her response. It's gonna. I'm gonna be doing it with my morning mimosas, whatever. You know what my face was like, D. After yeah. the, oh, after the yeah. last couple that we've had, yeah. where you could tell the guest yeah. was throwing a couple back during the podcast. Because yeah. look, some people, whether it's they they get nervous, whether they just you know like to have a cocktail after work or on a Sunday yeah. morning or whether whatever the reason, some people do like to drink during the show. And what yeah. happens is, unfortunately, sometimes these are two hour conversations. People start drinking at the beginning, by the middle of it, by the end of it, they're pretty slosh. And unfortunately, I think that has led to some lackluster content on our end. So, you know, well, I, I, I when you scared me with it, D, but I will say, Jasmine, kudos to you. Yeah. Slow clap to you, my friend, because uh, you were still great. Yeah, you just never know what you're going to get. Like, you, you really don't. And like, you know, for the, the first Ashley podcast, you know, like it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. She brought the pig on at the end, um, you know, and you know, and, and the second, and the second have- Ashley podcast, I didn't think was that I, I actually liked that podcast, um, with a few minor exceptions with the fallout of it. I thought the second one was fine too. You know, there's She's- really, there really haven't been too many that have been affected by the intoxication level of our guests here, but this certainly was not one of them. I thought yeah. uh, Jasmine was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how and about it, that? How about that? Her, her uh, getting the call for season thirty-three, and how about her being so open to coming back? I think that's a surprise. I think that's amazing to hear that. Yeah, I'm excited to get another mom out there. You know, mom representation, mom domination. We need mom more dom. moms. Mom dom. Mom squad. Maybe we should sell mom squad shirts over at ChallengeMania.shop. If you get a, if we do a mom squad shirt before we do a dad nation shirt. Um, you might as well we just already have it team, out. We already have team dad bod. That's, but yeah, but that wasn't, I, that's not, that's not, that's not my saying. My saying is dad nation. Yeah. But Tony's already got dad strong. Dad nation came out way before dad bod. All right. And so, dad. so, so we got to have equal representation. God forbid we have mom squad up there, but not also a dad. Shirt. Yeah, you're damn yeah. right. You we've, are damn right. We've had Team Dad Bot up there for months without a mom shirt. Maybe now we throw the mom shirt up for a few weeks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well those how how how, how, how well those Dad Bot shirts. I just want a straight Dad Nation hashtag Dad Nation shirt straight across the chest since you won't do my thought provoking T shirt. So, and that's that's in the middle too. So now you go Dad Nation one side, Mom Squad in the other, and then you go thought provoking in the middle. And we're making babies, baby. 
We're making babies. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're provoking somebody, but I don't know who it is. Um, okay, uh, we had a great show today with Jasmine. We, we look forward to getting her thoughts on the awards. Um, if you do want more Challenge Mania, we'll be breaking down part one of the CT wedding special over at patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. As I said at the top, there will be new merchandise coming your way over at challengemania.shop, um, including the Needy Greedy shirt, which should be dropping this week. Caroline's on Broadway Saturday, the the. 26th of January, we have Susie Meister, Marie Rhoda, and Kenny Santucci as our bonkers panel. It's going to be great. Folks, I'm not making this up when I tell you that over two-thirds of the meet and greet tickets are already gone. People just blew this thing out. We had a huge advance, and there are not too many left. So if you're thinking of coming down to Caroline's and you want to do the pre-show meet and greet, get on that. Tickets at challengemania.live. A really exciting show, and hopefully we'll be having some more dates and info for future Challenge Mania Live dates coming at you soon. want to thank our sponsors for this episode, Scentbird, Brooklinen, and Poshmark. We really appreciate you guys being a part of the show. And uh, D, I will give you the last word as always. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm how excited. About a, for the... How about a good old fashioned subscribe, rate, and review? How about one of those? Hey guys, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe is a new form of subscribing where you uh, scrape your phone against the. It's... Hmm. It's so no, it's just so weird. It's just so weird getting thrown put up on the spot like that. All right. Here you go. Take it away. And you're like, fuck, I don't really have anything. I've I just talked about like every two hours. Po- I've ended every podcast with saying, D, I'll give you the last word as always. And yeah. and you never know oh, what to say. Oh, so I do. I really I never don't. I I never do. I never don't. Um no, I got my son's got a basketball game coming up today. We're playing a, a really good team. We're three and so far. Um we're playing a really good team today. And uh, it'll be interesting to see like you know what happens you know i sit there on the sideline i coach i yell i um, you know not yell but i'm pretty you know i'm pretty stern with everything and everybody but uh we're playing a good team today so i wonder how our, our kids are gonna react we only have like seven guys you know and the, the our sixth guy is pretty weak you know so we uh, our seventh guy is pretty weak so i, we, I we, hope that that seventh guy or his parents are not listening to this podcast uh, go it ahead doesn't, it doesn't matter it's th- these kids are just getting getting better you know so it's like he knows he's more, he knows of, a role, that, more of a role player well well, well well you have well you have kids that have played the game for three years that uh you 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 have kids that have played uh competitive basketball for three years and then this boy has not really played any competitive basketball. You have kids that can dribble with their left and their right. And this, you know, in this particular, he does, he only has a right hand, you know? So it's like his basketball knowledge is still, you know, in his basketball experience is very, very far from the kids that have been playing for three years and, you know, and they're all getting better. And that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, and he's getting better, but still we're playing against a team of like nine or 10 solid, you know, three year, uh, experienced basketball kids four years maybe you know what i mean athletic you know so it'll be it's gonna be essentially six and you know you know six and a half on you know ten you know so no uh, my kid gets winded dude my, my kid's hefty he's hefty he gets winded you know so 
Anyway, that's that. Little D in the paint, baby. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. You know where to find us on social media. Let Jasmine hear it. She's at JazzMTV. That's J-A-Z. He's at DerekMTV on all platforms. I'm at Shot of Jaeger on Twitter, at Scott of Jaeger on Instagram, Facebook. We are at Facebook.com slash Challenge Mania Podcast. There's also a Challenge Maniacs fan group over there. If you want to join that, just search Challenge Maniacs over in the search bar on Facebook patreon.com slash challenge mania and that's the only way to vote for the challenge mania awards unless of course you're in this inner circle here that we are getting some input for uh from from uh added uh foes and friends and also i want to say shouts to Lindsay. Lindsay and i uh recorded a bonus podcast talking survivor david versus goliath if you're a survivor fan head over to patreon.com slash challenge mania the episode has just gone public anyone can listen to it for free to get a taste of some of the bonus content we provide over at the patreon so you can hear my wife and i breaking down survivor she knows a ton about that show um and that show's getting good this is probably the best season of survivor ever but this is not survivor mania this is challenge mania so all right guys enjoy your week and we should have another great episode coming at you later this week and we'll be letting you know who that guest is very shortly peace oh and go cues Georgetown, hey, what, a, what a win over Georgetown, am I right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, we'll give you the last word. We'll give you the last word, Scott. Take it away. Georgetown still sucks. <laughs>